Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcast at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. I am so excited about this week's topic as we continue in our journey home. I want to first take sacred pause and ask if you listened to our first episode, if you did your homework. If you did, I hope you found a way to create space and time to nourish and nurture yourself. If you did not and you skipped to this episode, you can do that this week. Find a way to take care of yourself, doing something that already makes you come alive, something that speaks to your spirit, your heart, your mind, your body. All right, so we continue that theme. And our theme for this week is check your circle. Check your circle. If you want to find your way home, you have to know that your destination is directly shaped by the people you spend the most time with. There's a scripture that says, how can two walk together unless they agree? So if I walk with someone symbolically, if I spend time with you as a friend, as a partner, we are affecting each other. It is a bi-directional relationship. What does that mean? You affect me and I affect you. And you have to know many of us are walking around with a Messiah complex, a savior complex, where you are relating to people that you are trying to change, not recognizing one, Some of them don't want to change. And two, they are also having an impact on you. So why is this relevant as we think about our homecoming? Well, we said before, one of the things that gets us disconnected from ourselves is trauma. And trauma affects your relationships. It affects you socially. And it often makes it difficult for us to trust people, especially when we're talking about interpersonal trauma. So there are other traumas like a medical trauma. If you have HIV, if you had lupus or cancer, those can be uh, traumatizing. There's also natural disasters. Uh, But there are interpersonal traumas, which means somebody hurt you. And that's what I'm talking about on today when I deal with our trust issues is when we have been hurt, violated, abused, misused, then it is to be expected that we would have challenges trusting others. One of the things that we're not aware of is that we could also have trouble trusting ourselves. Why would that be? It's because if I was of a certain age, I feel like I should have known better. I feel I should have seen it coming. I condemn myself for not being a good judge of character or not expecting it or thinking something must be off with me for them to have targeted me. 
that if I was a different kind of person, they would not have chosen me. They would not have tried it or it would not have worked. And so the traumas that we have experienced can break our trust of others and break our trust with ourselves. And some of us years later continue to duplicate that traumatizing, abusive, controlling dynamic in our friendships and in our relationships. And it keeps us from getting to that space of emotional and spiritual home within ourselves. Some of you, like me, may have experienced early trauma. And so then you're asking yourself, why am I not over it by now? It has been years. Why am I still in this place? Well, for many of us, it's because that violation was not the only violation. That moment or that season of being dishonored has been duplicated in our current friendships and relationships. I use friendships lightly uh, in our dating partners. And so uh, when that dynamic has continued, when you look over the course of your life, the history of your relationships, all of those things either served to get you closer to home or further away from yourself. And when we are honest with ourselves, many of us have had multiple, multiple, multiple relationships that dishonored us, that minimized us, uh, that violated us, that caused us to get to a place of hopelessness and powerlessness. How do I know I started to feel hopeless? It's when I held on to something that was no good for me, but I figured it was the best that it could be. When I hold on to things that are actually desecrating my spirit, somebody is trying to break my spirit, and I'm talking about I love them. <laughs> oh, it's painful when we awaken to the reality that often it is those who are closest to us that drove us further away from ourselves. Not only romantically, not only in friendship, but the first series of relationships are in family. So I look at my relationship with siblings, with parents, with aunts, with uncles, with cousins. When I look at relationships with foster parents or caregivers, Whoever the people were that raised me had an impact on how I see myself and my relationships. So how does that show up in our choosing or lack of choosing? Some of us get to the place of, I don't trust anybody. And I hear people say things like, I don't need a boyfriend, Jesus is my boyfriend. Some of us cannot connect with anybody we don't uh, feel, we don't want to risk the vulnerability that is required for a real relationship. And so we always have our guard up. A part of post-traumatic stress disorder is hypervigilance. Hypervigilance is when I am guarded all of the time, when I'm side-eyeing everybody. When even people who might be genuinely nice, I can't trust it. And I'm always wondering, what do they want? 
What are they trying to get from me? What are they trying to take from me? And so when I have isolated myself and I've become the Lone Ranger, it feels safer, but it's not whole. It feels safer, but I'm actually not at home even within myself. I am still in that place of panic, in that place of fear, in that place that is ruled by distrust. And so we need to look at some of us, when I raise the question, check your circle, you'll say there's nobody to check because I've already dismissed everybody. So if I fire everybody, (laughs) then I may want to take a look at myself. On the other hand, there are those of us who cling to everyone. And as soon as you meet people, you are uh, in your mind creating a fantasy. You have already decided that's your husband and they don't even know your last name. You have already created a dynamic in your mind that requires you to share parts of yourself when you don't even know who you're dealing with. And to be honest, sometimes when we don't even know ourselves. In that dynamic, I can never let go of one relationship until I have a backup. I can never sit at home by myself because I solitude is painful. That we have not learned the difference between solitude and loneliness. That I cannot even enjoy my own company, so I need people who are always around. It can also show up in these two different extremes. Look at how you are with other people. Are you the kind of person that hangs back and is afraid of saying the wrong thing? Or are you the kind of person that has to be the center of attention all the time and there isn't room for other people to talk? So giving yourself a check. Before I check my circle, I have to check me. That's the sneak part of this title. (laughs) Before I check them, because they are my creation. They are my creation. I have chosen these people even when I say I was waiting to see who chose me. That also is a choice. Can I tell you all something I had to learn early on? Uh, And I want to say I learned this probably in my late teens, early 20s, is that it's okay to pick none of the above. If the people who are being presented to you, if none of them resonate with you, you don't have to pick the best out of a bunch of bad choices. You can actually say none of the above. And many of us would save ourselves some heartache if we were willing to take some seasons where to honor myself is to say, thank you next, thank you next, thank you next, no thank you all. I'm going to be okay with me until I see, until I encounter people who reflect my value, who reflect my worth, who reflect my authenticity. It is a dangerous thing to spend time with people who prefer your mask. It is a dangerous thing to spend time with people who like it when you pretend and get uncomfortable with your truth. And if you have surrounded yourself with friends or dating partners or even relatives, and my mother would say, not all relatives are family. Some people you're just related to. 
But when you have surrounded yourself with people with whom a mask is required, that will keep you from coming home to yourself. Some of us have been faking it so long we didn't even realize we were faking it. Isn't that something? When you have lived like this other life and uh, we say, I'm fine. How are you? Fine. How are you? Fine. How? Meanwhile, you're miserable. I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, those who are from religious settings, we have another way we answer. When people say, how are you? Blessed. Girl, I'm better than blessed. <laughs> I'm blessed and highly favored. Meanwhile, you are losing it. Meanwhile, you are losing it. And so we want to be mindful of the circles that we have created. If you find yourself always surrounded by takers, if you find yourself always with selfish people, I want you to look at what are the ways that I may be cooperating, participating with that pattern? Some of us feel good about people depending on us. And you feel like if, I, if they're dependent on me, they need me. And if they need me, they won't leave me. So I'm going to always pick people who are needy, who are in a broken space, because they're so broken, then I'm going to be their everything. And so we count ourselves out when we see people who have done more of their internal work because we feel unworthy and wonder, why would they even want to be with me? What do I have to offer? And so we have created circumstances in every area of our lives where the relationship is one-sided. And again, that may feel safe to you, but that is an illusion. That's an illusion. And so coming home to myself means I have to check myself. I have to check my circle. And here's the thing I want you to know from a therapeutic place. Mental health professionals are not about judging behaviors. We're about understanding mindsets. What's the difference? It's not, uh, the issue isn't that you continue to be with abusive partners or you continue to be friends with people who have shown you they're not your friend, right? That's a behavior. But there is a thought that you hold about yourself that is driving, protecting, cultivating that behavior. And when we shift that thought, when you challenge that distorted, unhealthy thought, then the behavior will line up to match it. Uh, there is a proverb that says, as a man thinketh, so is he, or as a woman thinketh, so is she. So if I want to understand why do my relationships keep looking like this, then I have to understand how I think. And to understand how I think, I have to go back to what were the scripts that I was given early on that shaped my thought process, that shaped my understanding about myself. Because often those experiences wounded me and made me feel unworthy made me feel insignificant, made me feel that I would not be chosen, made me expect rejection or abandonment, or made me think the thing people will like about me is my sexuality. The thing that people will choose me for is my body. So if I give that, they won't leave. And, or if I give my money, they won't leave. So whatever 
The script is you have been given that has gone unchecked. On today, we're going to check it so that we can heal it, so that you can have a new attitude because when my mind shifts, my relationships will have to catch up because guess what? When my mind shifts, some things that I tolerated will become intolerable. Some things that were acceptable, ah, when I saw myself low, when I get a clear picture of myself as a human being on the planet, forget, you know, who's better, worse. It's not about hierarchy. It's as a human being on the planet, there are some basics about how I deserve to be treated. And when I get very clear about that, anything else will so disturb me, disturb me that I cannot sit with it right? I will see it. I want you to know some of you feel that toxic people um, are drawn to you or um, abusive people are drawn to you. I want you to know most of the time abusive people aren't picky. Uh, Cheaters aren't picky. Uh, They often hit on a lot of people. They try to come from. The issue is not that they approached me, the difference is how long I entertain them. That's the difference. They're going to approach everybody. Hey, hey, what you doing? I mean, I have to tell you all today, I was in the supermarket, and this man comes up to me in the supermarket and says, hey, what you making for dinner? You want to make me something? Sir, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you we can Like, we can cut this moment. This whole exchange is about to just be cut off right now. Whereas if I was in a broken place, if I was in a place of not understanding my identity, then I would think I needed to, to give my dinner menu. Then I would think I need to give my address. Then I would be calling and texting my friends and saying, guess who I met at Ralph's supermarket. <laughs> so the issue is not that they approached. The issue is how long before you saw it, and when you saw it for what it was, how long do you let it remain? And I want to really help you on today so you can be so clear within yourself. You don't need a lot of people. You just need a few good people. And to get a few good people, you also need to be good to them. So sometimes we talk like uh, everyone listening to the podcast um, has been the victims, and I guess all the perpetrators are not listening. But the truth is, each of us in some ways uh, has hurt someone, has disappointed someone, has overlooked someone. There was someone who wanted to be your friend. It might have been in middle school, and you were not interested. There is someone... um, who esteemed you higher than you esteemed them. And so we want to really get honest about how we treat people, not only how we expect to be treated. And the way that will transform is as I change and heal the ways that I think about myself. So as we consider our circle, I want to tell you, share with you something that I gave uh, to a client recently, and that is this idea. In the Old Testament, there are these scriptures about building a temple, and they give all of these intricate intricate details um, about the ways you're supposed to build the temple. This is also in the Torah. And uh, a part of what they describe in the temple is that there is an outer court and an inner court. 
and the inner court, I mean, you're you're up in there, like you're in God's face. Uh, the outer court, you're you're at the temple, but uh, there is a difference. And I want to offer to you on today, uh, you are a temple. Your body, your heart, your mind, your spirit, you, at your essence, you are a temple. And so you have to make some decisions about who's in your inner court and who's in your outer court. So it's not always about firing everybody. Uh, it's just about how close is close. And that some people have displayed to you that when you let them in the inner court, they will dishonor it, they will desecrate it, they do not value it. So um, I don't have to be rude. Um, I don't have to go off. I will just make the adjustment with my behavior, with my conversation, and with my time. And there are those who I want in the inner court. And what that means for some of you is stepping outside of your circle to meet some new people. If you only are like, we have like these three and no more, but all three of them are toxic and not trying to heal and not trying to go anywhere with their lives, then you have to expand your circle. Often we, you know, talk about cutting. Cut them, cut them. It's a new year, cut them. It's your birthday, cut people off. It's Valentine's Day, cut them. We just cut. I mean, where'd you get all these people you're cutting? So uh, instead of cutting, as some people I will say, you know, you need to step back, but I want to encourage you as you start to come home to yourself, is enlarge your circle, open your circle to people who resonate with where you are now. Some people who resonated with where you were then are your old friends who knew the old you. But if that's not the you you're trying to be now, the woman that I want to be this year I get her in my mind. I get clarity about who she is. And then I draw close to those who have aspects of those qualities that I am cultivating in myself. Because the things that I value, if those around me don't value it, it will often pull me away from myself in order to please them or in order to share time. Then I have to do things that go against the truth of who I am. So you are going to consider what do you love, what do you enjoy, whether that's music or spoken word or museums or film, and go into a new space where there are going to be new people. Now be open to meet new people, and let me tell you this, when you're open to meet new people, you want to avoid two extremes. Some people look so closed off and mad that nobody wants to talk to you because the signals you're giving are I'm unapproachable and I'm and I'm angry, right? So someone comes up to you. I've had people who say, you know, oh, Dr. Tame, I really want to be in a relationship. I haven't met anybody. But then when people approach them, uh, they say, you know, what do you want? Who are you talking to? <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. If you're in warrior mode all the time, it's going to be hard to enlarge your circle. Now, the flip side is also true. There are those of us who are so hungry 
uh, what our young people would say, so thirsty <laughs> that we are uh, dishonoring the process. Relationships and friendships develop over time. So it is not for you to immediately tell everything about yourself to people that you have not gotten clarity uh, on their value, if they can hear it, if they're even worthy of hearing it. It is not for you. I've had people, uh, young women, uh, middle-aged women, who have gone on dates, and on the first date they're saying to the uh, person, so I want to know, are you trying? Are you interested in marriage? Because I'm not trying to waste time. And if you're trying to waste my time, then I'm like, that person doesn't even know you. They don't even know you. So slow your roll. Yes, you don't want people to waste your time, but also you have to allow for the process of getting to know each other, of developing friendships, of creating a circle that reflects both where you are and where you are going. It is very difficult to break out of a circle when it reflects my old habits, my old mindsets, my old addictions. So they will tell you in AA, in NA, uh, you can't go to the same places you used to go. You cannot spend time with the same people you used to spend all your time with if they are reflective of your addiction. So you have to get around some people who are trying to do something new, something different. So I want to close out on today with this story, you all. I lived in Liberia, West Africa for high school for for 10th and 11th grade. I moved with my family there. Uh, we're African-American, but my dad was working with the churches there. Um, and I want to tell you this story, and it's in a diluted version of Liberian English. If somebody was giving you Liberian English for true for true, you would not really be able to understand the whole story. So this will be a diluted version. All right. Once upon a time, once upon a time in Liberia, there was one man, and this man was an animal expert. This man knew every animal that was in the bush. When a man see lion, he know the thing lion. When a man see bear, he know the thing bear. When a man see tiger, he know the thing tiger. Every animal this man know. So one day this man is walking so, so, so through the bush. You people call it forest, the real word, that bush. He walking so, so, so through the bush, he passed by one farm. Behind the farm is so, 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 so chicken. In the middle of the chicken is one eagle. The man said, uh-uh, what that eagle doing there with all them chicken? He go around to the front of the farm. He knock on the farmer door. He say, bop, bop. In America, you people say, knock, knock, the real word, that bop, bop. He say, bop, bop. The man inside say, who that? The man outside say, that me. You may open the door and see. So the man opened the door. He said, what your business here? He said, my man, I'm animal expert. I see in the back of you farm, you got so, 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 so chicken, but you got one eagle. The farmer laughed. He said, no, no, no. I got no eagle. I only got chicken. The animal expert said, man, let me show you. They go to the back of the farm. The animal expert, he pick up the thing. He say eagle. He put it on his arm. He say, listen to me. Eh, they chicken. They cannot fly. You eagle, you can fly. Go now and fly. The eagle look at the animal expert. He look at the farmer. He look at his chicken brother and sister. And he jumped down off the man's arm and keep eating his chicken food. 
Oh, my people, the farmers start laughing at the animal expert. The animal expert is so vexed. Yeah, he's shame. He's so shame. So he say, I coming to go. He leave. He decide he coming back the next day. The next day he comes so soon in the morning, God himself was not awake yet. You know how soon it was. He come there and he say, what he say? Bop, bop. You remember? Uh-huh. He say, bop, bop. The man inside say, who that? The man outside say, that me. You must open the door and see. He opened the door and he said, what are you doing here so soon in the morning? He said, I coming to show you that thing is eagle and not chicken. He go in the back of the farm. He go with all the sleeping chicken. He pick up the eagle. This time he climb on the roof of the barn. He put the eagle on his arm. He say, listen to me. All you life, people told you you chicken. They treat you like chicken, feed you like chicken, tell you to walk like chicken, talk like chicken, but you not a chicken. You a eagle. You can fly. So fly now, fly. At that moment, the sun started to rise. The eagle said to himself, if I don't try this thing, I think this man will come bother me every day. So he opened his wings. My people, he started to fly. Uh It was so beautiful. He flies so far. My eye could never see him again. And that's the whole reason I came to talk to you today. All your life you've been around toxic people, people who tell you to play small, to live small, to date small, to love small, to dream small. But you're not small-minded. you born with greatness. You have the possibility to fly. And there will be a season where you won't see no chickens. There will be a season where you will fly by yourself. But when you keep going, you will discover there are other eagles that have been waiting for you so you can fly together. And that is what I want you to know on today. Shift your circle, change your circle, heal your circle so that you can get back home to the you that you were born to be. And that's your homework this week. You don't have to make an announcement to people. You need to make an announcement within yourself. Who belongs in my outer court? Who do I not need to spend so much time with, so much conversation with? And who are the people that reflect where I'm going and where I want to go that I will pull into my inner court? And if I don't have any of those people now, where will I go? What steps will I take to meet some new people and enlarge my circle? As we close on today, I want your soul to tell your heart, your mind, your body, and your spirit, welcome home. Mm